You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right with host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I'm thrilled to share another hour with you. Civil society relies on a functional social contract. Jean-Jacques Rousseau, a seminal thinker from the European Renaissance period, believed that people are generally good but become corrupt by society. He saw a social contract as the pathway to true freedom. People should do what is best for their community, he said. The general will of the people should direct the state towards the common good. Hence, the good of the community is more important than the individual interests. This used to be the way of life in most democracies and societies rooted in morality. However, somewhere along the way, self-interest and accumulation of individual wealth, power, and access have become the calling. With this fundamental paradigm shift, civil society and civility have become casualties. Technology, social media, and the breakdown of family structure have compounded the situation. Individual pursuit of happiness being the goal, the impact we have on one another is rarely an afterthought anymore. My husband, Mike, who was born and raised in the Pennsylvania Dutch community, tells the story of his early career in the real estate industry. The most valuable lesson his boss, Harry Van Mader, taught him was to embrace the principle of red blood, green money. It did not matter the race or the social strata of home buyers. What mattered is helping them invest in a home they wanted to be in and raise their family in, as long as they could afford it. All you needed to see, he told Mike, is their green, their green money and their red blood. They want to spend their hard-earned green cash, and they want to find a safe, happy place to call home so that the red-blooded family of human beings can call it a home and be happy and safe. Helping them purchase their home is what helps you and me make our money. So it was a very valuable economic lesson, but also a lesson in humanity, as my husband says, shares that story. And this story stuck with me. And while it is secondhand, I always tend to remember that when I deal with situations and I tend to bring up the secondhand story and talk about it as I run into situations because it transcends our modern day dilemma and it's relatable, whether it was 20, 30 years ago or today. Today's world is filled with uncertainty and conflict. Civil unrest is prolific around the world, not just in the United States. 
Therefore, this is the optimal time to engage in a conversation about reconstructing our civil society to reflect on the true and lasting freedom of global society that is engaged in a global economy. We can't forget the fact that we truly are a society, not just in a region or a state or a country anymore, but we are interconnected as a global society. To help me with this timely dialogue on this episode, Red Blood, Green Money, is Regina Brent. Regina is an inspiring lady who continues to dedicate her life to building bridges and driving positive social change in so many different meaningful ways. I have had the honor to get to know her as a fellow Chicagoan, and I'm privileged to call her my friend today. Every conversation I have with Regina is deeply profound, and I know this episode will be filled with many treasures. Regina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Henry. I want you to know that it's an honor to be on your radio broadcast tonight, and uh, I am very thrilled to uh, have accepted the invitation of coming on board uh, to discuss many issues that you have just uh, mentioned, uh, which is the reason why society is at a sad state of affairs somewhat today for not all of us, but for those who are underprivileged and I'm mm-hmm. uh, happy to share those conversations with you simply because I am a product of a society that mm-hmm. was not uh, geared toward their own self-interest, uh, the reason why I am where I am today. So I want to thank you for bringing me in on this conversation because it is very much needed, and uh, it is needed for uh, your listeners who possibly uh, could reach out and not give a hand down, but a handout to those that are in their uh, inner circle who may need help. I, I truly thank you, and I'm grateful to you for having me on this evening. Oh, the honor is all mine. Thank you so much, Regina. I truly want to have this conversation kicked off with having you share with our audience how you got to this point in your life where your journey is about being a change agent and shaping the future for not just us, our generation, but for those who come behind us. You have this, you have this aspirational quality to how you go about every conversation, everything you do. And I have seen that. I have experienced it. But through Mm -hmm. your words, I want my listeners, our listeners to hear it, because I think that is a wonderful place to kick off this conversation. Thank you. Well, give an honor to God, who is the um, light of my life. Mm -hmm. I had to learn at a very early age about my spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, I came up in a home of 16 children. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother was a housewife. Uh, she had been married uh, three times. And uh, so there are three sets of children, and we always regard ourselves as whole sisters and brothers. There is no stepsister and brother. We okay. were born by the same mother. Uh, mm-hmm. So, therefore, we consider ourselves uh, sisters and brothers. And life showed up. Uh, we started out with a very uh, 
blue-collar life. My dad was a very educated man and uh, a collegiate uh, uh, gentleman who basically had many uh, uh, opportunities in life. However, uh, that is not always the case that people can manage properly. Things happen. Life shows up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mismanagement took place. And so I went through a very bad uh, turn of an event when we had to be relocated after losing uh, properties and things like that due to mismanagement. Mm -hmm. So I would venture to say that I want the audience to understand tonight Mm -hmm. that I am not sharing uh, my background history because I feel like I'm a victim. I'm sharing Mm -hmm. it because I'm victorious in how I overcame many obstacles in life. Uh, That's important. self-interest and the breakdown of the family structure. If it wasn't for having a praying grandmother in my home who died suddenly after we went through some changes, um, I would not know what spirituality is today. And in today's home, there are a lot of children who has no spiritual connection within their homes. If there was not a Mama May who had a rummage sale store at the time that we obviously today call consignment shops because we've come, become rather sophisticated uh, in our own ways, uh, That's true. then I would not have gotten my first job folding secondhand clothes for a dime a week in order to purchase the school supplies that I needed. Just simple, basic paper and pen, Mm -hmm. simple, basic chocolate milk at lunch for school, Mm -hmm. working in the elementary lunchrooms, learning that you must wear a hairnet if you're going to serve the cookies. I earned my chocolate milk. I earned my butter cookies. By working in the lunchroom. And I, I was not ashamed in front of the other children because I had an opportunity to learn how to fix a hot meal, how to serve a hot meal, uh, the different types of food that was being served during those days, which they're not serving them today, which were very good, nutritious, and hot oh, meals. Yes. You didn't have vending mm-hmm. machines in the halls to create obesity. You mm-hmm. ate what they put on the table. And I'll have to venture to say another thing about uh, the Black Panther movement. Had it not been for the Black Panther movement, children, uh, many of children my age, would not have had free breakfasts. Many children came to school out of the uh, urban cities across America to have their first and maybe only meal for that day when they got those uh, governmental breakfasts that the Black Panther Party uh, supported uh, each and every uh, educational uh, mm-hmm. school. So I, those are some of the humble beginnings. And mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't stop there because along the way you make mistakes. Oh, definitely. Because you don't have the structure mm-hmm. because of the breakdown of the family. I had my, my son 
who is now 47 years old. I had him at the age of 16 years old while living oh in CH uh-huh. housing. And, mm-hmm. uh, but there was a village that got a hold of me and said, we will help you as long as you help yourself. And These that was women important. were women who lived in the Project mm-hmm. CHA Housing Authority who helped uh, to support my son by working for rich white people in Highland Park. My son dressed like a little suburban boy going to daycare. And I stayed in school uh, to get my education. And it goes on and on and on. But mm-hmm. that's why I feel compelled to give something back because when I look back on my own journey mm-hmm. and I see that for the fact, there go I, I could have been someone walking on the street selling my body. I could have been someone who took drugs, someone who just wanted to stay on welfare. But I knew there was something much larger in the cosmic out there for me mm-hmm. that I deserved better. And if I cared anything about myself, mm-hmm. I would want better, not only just to help myself, but to also help my siblings and my family and my, and my son. And that was such an important thought you just shared there, but for the grace of God, go I. And that yeah. is such a poignant point in which we are going to take a break, come back, and we're going to continue this conversation. Hang in there. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. 
to reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You are joining us back on the episode, Red Blood, Green Money. Regina, as we went to break, you were talking about how in spite of the challenging circumstances, you were able to emerge from it and take those experiences and use those lessons learned as you move forward in life. But you also started from the point of where somebody who has everything going for them due to circumstances could end up in a position of reversal of fortune because life happens, right? Yes, and also that perhaps there are some families who didn't get that kind mm -hmm. of start in the beginning. Uh, Mm -hmm. There is a calibrated circle that had happened pretty much in the housing projects whereas you had maybe two or three generations uh, living in the same building from anywhere from the first year to 30 years. started out with the mother and then mm-hmm. the daughter and then that daughter. However, I want to be clear about something. Opportunity was available during these times in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s when you could go to school and you could get a grant, but you had a certain amount of time to complete your education. There were times when welfare was available to us, and we were to utilize that in order to better ourselves in life. And there was also a time when there was a village that says, I have job opportunities for you. There was a time when mm-hmm. students could get out of school at 2.30 in the afternoon or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and they had a social center to go to. They yes. had a community uh, building where they could go and they could continue their studies or learn, or they mm-hmm. had other curriculum activities at the park districts, at the YMCAs. That all of these things were available to us in our community so there was the definitely, era of that time. Yes, so there was definitely a functional civil society that the, yes. provided the opportunities. But yes. then fast forward and we are evolving into an era where n- not all of them are readily available or visible today. During the, after the civil rights movement, Dr. Henry, we had better books because mm-hmm. our ancestors and descendants and whoever else protested for those things. We didn't have missing pages any longer out of our books. We didn't have, uh, we weren't short of instruments to play in our music classes, in our drama classes. We had people who came to our school, like Gwendolyn Brooks, the poet, that sat us down in the library and read poetry to us. We had drama classes. Uh, We had gymnastic classes where you could go and you can compete. 
Uh, and, of course, you know the baseball and the basketball uh, yes. athletes mm-hmm. and the football athletes because funding was provided throughout the school systems so that we could have the opportunity to choose exactly what it is. Home economics. We knew about uh, home economics and, and accounting, algebra. We had these things available to us at our hands. We knew nothing about the discrepancy of a suburban child getting more funding from governmental uh, uh, programs. Mm-hmm more so than the urban child. We didn't know anything about that until so, much later. Mm-hmm. So we, my husband talks about that same era, so I did not uh, grow up in the society, so I, and I can only uh, understand it through the storytelling of people of my generation and older. And my husband, mm-hmm. who was born and raised in this country, he says the same story, right? He tells me mm-hmm. that America during his childhood was the same way parts of Asia is even today, right? People shared. If one house had a TV, everybody down the street had a TV. If one house had a lawnmower, the entire street had a lawnmower. And That's people right. shared. And if one family's parents were working, the other household mothers took care of the children of this household. And we are no longer living in an age where those kind of things are possible. Uh, I'm sometimes amazed that uh, grandparents need to be paid to spend time with the grandkids because grandparents are on a fixed income. And if they give up their time to take care of their grandkids, then they're giving up an opportunity for income because even at retirement, they need to continue to earn. So that there's some of the social dynamics and the economic dynamics that are forcing some of the changes. But all and, of this And while we understand that, Dr. Mm-hmm. Henry, grandparents are no longer welcome in the home. That's to true. the point whereas they are now in nursing homes. Mm-hmm. We kept our grandmother in our home, in our house, basically. She helped my mother raise her children. My mother needed that type of help. Uh, she was in our household until she passed away. Mm-hmm. Today, because of the uh, roller coaster of work, the workforce, mm-hmm. uh, whether you make a high income or low income, the, there is no room for grandma and grandpa. I think if you watch this movie called Avalon, it will show you whereas the grandparents were, yes, very valuable to the family. And then, then it depends on the culture. You know, the culture uh, reaches, there, some people are different. I wouldn't say that this is a global situation, uh, but it is taxing on the urban family simply because there is no economic resources to keep your sick parent or grandparent in the home anymore. That's true. And so the parents, the head of the household, is responsible for making a living. Now, what does that do for the child? The child comes home from school, and if they're having some kind of discrepancy with their homework or whatever, there's no one there. So the, the child is raising him or herself, while mm-hmm. the parent may be on two or three Walmart, Aldi, or some kind of dollar 
tree store income, but they have to work in order to make up the difference. And so the kid is in the house raising itself. And now when the child goes back to school and doesn't have the proper homework or the proper supplies or whatever the case may be, then that's a problem. That's when the somewhat prison pipeline starts from the school system because the kid get disenchanted. They don't have the resources that the other child may have uh-huh. or else they don't have the support in the family where they could be helped to get further in life. So they get somewhat discouraged. And what happens next? They start hanging out in the street. That's true. And, and they, the- they spend time where they feel they're accepted, right? And then they start yes. doing things to be accepted, and it turns into a cycle. Exactly. Exactly. So when that teacher, I just heard about a teacher on the TV tonight who mm-hmm. was uh, speaking racist overtones on her Facebook. So that kid that she's teaching that may be a minority child or a person of color sitting in her classroom will not get the proper education that they rightfully deserve. And mm-hmm. so where do we stand? Well, they'll put that blame on the parent because the parent should be checking on the child, the parents should be involved in uh, the local school councils and also be a volunteer at the school. Uh, When we were growing up in CHA housing, I can say, and I'm very proud to say, that Mm -hmm. it was the best heat that you could have in an apartment, first of all. Secondly, the children were taking on field trips to expose them to many different things in life. Yes. That's not mm-hmm. happening today because no, of budget not. and strength. Mm-hmm. Plus, schools can't take the children out of the school system to do field trips because there are liability issues. We go on and on and on, right? We've turned into a litigious society. Everybody is worried every turn about liability. And then opportunities also vary at various stages of people's lives. An opportunity doesn't necessarily mean income level or gender or color or race. It comes in all different shapes and sizes, right? That's right. That just simply means that if I am giving the same opportunity, if I am giving the same educational support, if I am taught in my school about my history, you see, Mm-hmm. If I know where my people come from and how they struggle to get to where we are today, I might have a little more respect, self-respect, pride, and dignity about what it is I need to accomplish in life. But if mm-hmm. I'm told that I am there based on the fact of the um, mercy of someone else who really just doesn't care whether I make it or not, then where do I turn? Mm-hmm. Because we all are not, we all don't comprise of the same strength. That's I may true. have had mother wit that another kid did not have, but mm-hmm. I do know 
that given the opportunity and the attention that is needed, that child can succeed in life like any other. Mm-hmm. And that is important to remember, no two children in any part of the world have the same constitution to deal with circumstances, right? So to say that everybody, if one person can deal with it, everybody can, to me, doesn't seem like a reasonable assumption. And exactly. with that insightful thought, we are going to go off for our second break and come back to continue okay. this conversation on how do we then take where we are today and move forward in building a more functional civil society. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's KASHenry.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You are joining us on the episode, Red Blood, Green Money. Regina, as we went to break, we were going to pick up the conversation with, we know where we are today. We know it is not where we want to see the future. Mm -hmm. What can we do as we work together? Because we cannot change anything on our own, right? It takes all hands on deck to make change happen. Mm-hmm. How do we go from where we are today 
to building the kind of civil society that we believe we deserve and those who are our children, not necessarily by birth, but generationally, where our children deserve to be. While I always say, Dr. Henry, that it's hard to teach adults or mm-hmm. to change their ways or their mind about many things. But children are different. They are like a sponge, whether we want to believe it or not, even though they may want to act a little bit more um, uh, advanced than what they really are or mature than what they really are. They're still like sponges that need to soak up experiences and and how... um, how the how life really works. So I always take the opportunity to pull one aside to speak to them if they're open to it. I say this because the only way we can move on today to a more functional society is to open our hearts, our minds, and our eyes. Yes. And to reach back to give back some of what it is that we were blessed to get when we had, when we were at ends with. Mm-hmm. And that is to take advantage of an opportunity. And you don't have to start large. You can just start by, I, I created an organization at one time called the Embrace Me Foundation. Okay. Because I remember when I had my own apartment at 17 years old in the projects and I was about to graduate and I worked for all of my graduation needs, mm-hmm. even my prom dress. And I remember that, what that felt like. And so I started an organization years ago called the Embrace Me Foundation. Okay. And I got all five of my friends. You see, it starts right there within your own circle. Yes, always. And, yeah. And I knew that they weren't about this kind of thing like me, I, but they respected me and my idea. And, and they we supported did, you. We mm-hmm. sponsored so many kids for prom nights in, 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 in a state of Virginia where they didn't even have a, a, a prom night set up. We heard it over the radio. We got busy, and we sent $3,000 down there for several couples to get ready for prom. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is think about what it is in life you didn't have uh, privilege to get. And you know where these kids are. You know that they may be in undesirable areas that you may not want to trust yourself going into. But you know what? I asked God to help me do his will. And I wanted to be in Chicago when I uh, created this other organization called Unity Partnership. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you a little bit about that later. But he says to me, no, you're going to move out of Chicago, and I'm going to expand your territory to the western suburbs of Naperville. Mm Mm-hmm but you will still have the opportunity to reach back and help an urban child. And I have to tell you, every time I see a Chicago kid out here that's been displaced by DCFS or one of these other organizations, Mm -hmm. I know their swaggered walk. 
because you can always tell. Yes, mm-hmm. I can identify with that kid right away. And so I created an organization called Unity Partnership. This organization is based on uh, us. Uh, our mission statement is to make a positive impact on the relationship mm-hmm. between police and civilians. And we accomplished this mission by creating opportunities mm-hmm. for the interaction that fosters a mutual understanding of each other that mm-hmm. will help to erase negative stereotypes and to develop new paths for dialogue in the community. Mm-hmm. And that's and important group, today. Yeah, very, very important our today. Our group cons- consists of um, many different civilians and police mm-hmm. who work together, and our members are Indian, they're Sikhs, they're Muslims, they're white, they're black, Hispanic. Mm-hmm. They come from many different walks of life and humble walks of life themselves. And that's the important thing, right? Everybody making an effort to make a difference in any little way possible for people who don't look like them, people who don't sound like them, people who who have not had the same experiences as them. Because that's the only way we're going to build bridges. If we stuck to our own own social strata, our own race, our own religion, then we're truly not building bridges. We're making the uh, separation, the segregation even larger. Yes, and that's why I mentioned earlier this intersectionality, the term Mm -hmm. intersectionality. I can be concerned about my plight and my principles and my Mm -hmm. objectives as a black woman, You or anyone else, being anything other than black, have your own principles and objectives Mm -hmm. and and, uh, experiences, missions, yes, Mm -hmm. in life that you need to fulfill. fulfill. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make yours any less than mine. I should care about what happened to you. If you're in pain, I should hurt too because Mm -hmm. it's about the red blood and Mm -hmm. not the green money. Mm -hmm. It's about me feeling your plight. And we can come together and share our pain, but we must also come together and pinpoint our objective so that we can work together to accomplish our goals. Yes. I once heard, I forget the name of the woman who gave this speech, but somewhere along my education, I heard this woman talk about how it's important for us to remember the lives we sustain are always our own. Because if we don't stop and think and do the little things for other people, then we are part of a circle that is not allowing that holistic approach of helping society. And in the end, the life that is disrupted is our own. And it stuck with me. And her words of the lives we sustain is always our own. It's something that I've always carried through. It's always there in the back of my mind reminding me. And the other thing that sticks with me is when I had first come into the United States and I would walk through the school district to go to campus because graduate housing was about half an hour from the school of business and me 
naturally being curious, I would cut through parking lots and, you know, peek into classroom buildings. And this particular classroom in Terre Haute, Indiana, had a sign mm. only for the teacher to see. And it said, who you are speaks so loud that none of the kids are hearing a word of what you're saying. Wow. As if you're talking and, loud and saying nothing. Yes. So it's and, not yeah. so much what we say, but how we live and how we act and how we choose. And that's what we're teaching the children. Yes. And, and I don't that's pardon, what the children are going to um, grow up I believing. I, I really and truly, there are two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. Because there are some of us who can help ourselves who just haven't had any guidance to do that. And once we learn, we do better or we do worse. But the bottom line is just providing an opportunity because you don't know why a person reacts to certain things the way that they do. You don't know where they're coming from if you don't sit down and have a conversation with them. I try Mm -hmm. not to be judgmental about others and why they're in the shape that they're in. That is not why I'm here. I'm here Mm -hmm. to be productive Mm -hmm. because... What good is it for you to have money, resources, education, and not share it with mm-hmm. someone who does not? Because the bottom line is that you're living all for nothing because you, you sort of box yourself in from the world when you don't go out into society to seek someone else's needs. I totally hear you. Mm -hmm. I totally hear you because love and knowledge are things that grow only when you give it, right? Kind of like a knife. If you bought a knife and kept it in the drawer, it's going to be blunt. If you bought a knife and you cut it every day, cut with it every day, then the knife remains sharp, right? So yes. Humanity is about doing something constructive with what you have and doing those little things. And every little thing we do then takes a life of its own and gets propagated across the universe, right? So That's right. And and, you may not not change 10 or 15 people's lives, but mm -mm. if you just do one. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I mentioned this earlier. When I discuss my private life in public, it is not to get attention. Mm-hmm. It is not to be a victim. It is to let someone else know that may be listening to me who has been less fortunate, mm-hmm. that I have not always been who you see either, that it took a lot of work, a lot of praying, mm-hmm. and a lot of me taking um, the initiative, the initiative to help myself. And those are the tools that I always pass down to young ladies who have uh, become teen pregnant mothers, that you don't have to be stuck in your position. You can actually Mm -hmm. move on to bigger and brighter things in life. Learn from your lesson and try to teach your children differently than what Mm -hmm. you know. Yes, and there is always a way 
to find yeah. a way out, right? And with that thought, we're going to go for our final break and come back and we will uh, share your closing thoughts. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call one 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Cass Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleashia in a Goldilocks How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us for the final segment of our episode Red Blood Green Money. So, Regina, we've been talking about the importance of seeing humanity for what it is and underneath the entire exterior, the facade, the wrappings and the trappings we come with. We're all human. It's the same red blood. Even the blue bloods have red blood, right? I jokingly say I'm blue blood, but we all have red blood. (laughs) (laughs) And keeping that in mind and finding those little ways to help people is very important and sometimes going out of the way to help somebody who's not necessarily underprivileged, but somebody who has everything going for them, but who are out of their element, that is also the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So as we uh, bring this uh, conversation to an end in our final segment, if you were to give one piece of advice in two, three minutes, what would be that advice for people? 
in terms of shaping a more inclusive civil society? Mm-hmm. To my brothers and sisters who are struggling in life, stay in prayer and stay strong. Mm-hmm. Persevere with your dreams if you can't do anything other than dream, dream. To my brothers and sisters who have resources to reach back to help someone in need, just know you're blessed to be able to do that. God has chosen you and has chosen me and Dr. Henry and everyone else to go back and help those who are unable to help themselves. Go back and provide a voice with your money to those who have not had a voice. And you will see the lives that you can change to bring a better society to this universe. I thank you for listening to me. I love you. And God be with you. Thank you so much for that very, very holistic uh, message and advice you had, Regina. And I do know that you are planning to have this wonderful event planned for April 12th. What I would love to do is... You and I know we haven't scratched the surface of this conversation, right? We just got started. This conversation cannot be had in four segments of 12, 13 minutes each, and there is so much more to talk. And I definitely want to talk about what you are planning to do on the 12th as well. So So I really would love to have an opportunity to have you back on the show, uh, so that we can air an episode with you as a continuation of this and positioning the event you have planned for 12th of April so that our audience can hear about it and those who want to choose to engage in it because they are geographically close to what's going on, they have an opportunity to do so. What do you say? I thank you so much for that. I really would appreciate it. I look forward to it. I really want to Thank you and and your husband for all that you do in changing the world. Uh, I'm so honored to know you and to be with you and to share this evening uh, with you as well. Thank you so much, Regina. And I truly cannot believe that we are coming to an end for our show right now. But I definitely look forward to building on this conversation, bringing other people into our conversation, because... Ultimately, the whole point of having this show and having these type of conversations is to make it impactful, not just for, you know, people in our own communities, but make it impactful for the larger community. So I thank you so much. And I truly look forward to having the conversation. Thank you so much. Have a nice evening. You too. And to my audience, the show is all about our shared journey and staying true to this goal. I will continue to bring content that helps everyone transform ourselves and the communities we live in. Please share our conversation with others and do help spread the positive impacts. I'm so very keen to hearing from you. Therefore, I would love to hear your thoughts as well as ideas. If you could be so kind enough to email me at drcasshenry at hotmail.com. That is D-R-K-A-S-H-E-N-R-Y at hotmail.com. I would love to share your questions, your thoughts, and if any of you are interested in coming on the show and talking about things that are important to you and important to the world and the life you live, 
I would love to have you on the show. To build on the conversation I have been having with Regina, I want to leave that dialogue with two very important thoughts from two very important human beings of our time. One is Mahatma Gandhi, and Gandhi believed that we win justice quickest by rendering justice to the other party, meaning the quickest way to do what is just right for ourselves is to do what is just right for somebody else. And Martin Luther King, who built his entire philosophy and approach to life, taking a page from Gandhi, said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. That's an important lesson for us to remember because we can all do something. We can all touch somebody's lives. We can all do something. Small things matter because it's the small things in life that makes the biggest difference. Let's digest our conversation Let's digest the insights from the exemplary leaders we have talked about today, whether it's Jean-Jacques Rousseau, whether it's Gandhi, whether it's Martin Luther King Jr. Then let us pass it on to the others who and continue to share the wealth of knowledge in shaping our communities as we continue to build up our civil society. We need to learn to have these conversations, no matter how difficult they are, no matter how small they are. And the more conversations we have, we are going to learn to see with our hearts. Seeing with our eyes, we miss a lot. We need to figure out a way to have conversations and understand and learn from one another so that we come to a place where we're able to see from our hearts. And then we help one another and lift each other up. Because as we lift each other up, we are lifting ourselves up. So as we continue our journey every day. And as you go out there and do your thing, whether it's your personal life, your professional life, your social life, remember, every human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. So let's go out there. Let's transform lives. And let's not forget to start with our own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.